Hey, this is Satori Shakur, and we're back with season three of Twisted Storytellers Podcast. I'm so excited to present this season of tales from immigrants, people from all over the world that came to our great city of Detroit, Michigan, and what it takes, what it took, where they are, what they did, who they fell in love with. Ladies and gentlemen, this is one of our most exciting seasons, so stay tuned. And our first storyteller is Ali Al-Arithi, an Iraqi immigrant. He comes to school on the first day at five years old. He can't speak the language. He can't read. He can't write. What's an immigrant to do? You'll find out in his story. Take the journey, ladies and gentlemen, Ali Al-Arithi. My name is Ali Elarithi, and I am the epitome of freedom. All right. So it started in 1992. It was my mother, Nahaya. She was pregnant. My mother, my father, and four children escaped to freedom from a place called Duwania, Iraq. They traveled to Saudi Arabia, a refugee camp called Rafha. And it was one tent surrounded by other tents barricaded in the desert. And if I can remember, it wasn't hazy because I was too young to remember. It was hazy because all I can remember was sand, lots of sand. I ate with sand, I walked with sand, and sand woke up to me every single morning. Again, it was everywhere. And then my mom described it as a layer of sand on your person every morning. Now, food was scarce. All I remember is lots of flour and water, of course. And with that water, it wasn't as clear and crisp from the kitchen sink. Flour, my mom used it in every way. And I joke with my mom and I tell her, if there was a chopped episode for flour, she would win it hands down. <laughs> yeah. So in 1997, um, my family decided to move. And there were three options. First option was Canada, the United States, and London. And it was a bumpy plane ride. Um, turbulence, it comes and goes depending on the weather. But in this small plane that was overpacked, the turbulence was constant. And we finally moved to freedom in the USA. Now I told my mom, you should have moved us to London. I would have had a wicked accent. So in 1997, we moved to West Detroit, a house on Forest Street, big white palace. It had one bedroom, one bathroom, one dining room, one living room, and a basement full of typewriters. And with this house came visitors. The visitors were rats. My mom never got frustrated. My mom never got angry over things. But the one time that I seen her frustrated and I seen her breakdown was when we had documents. These documents were thick like construction paper that used to be white and now are brown and had blue ink and Arabic writing. And the only pictures she had of us were passport pictures attached to these documents. And that's the first time I seen her break down 
because she didn't have those baby pictures anymore because the rats got to them. Shortly after that, we got news that my mom has cancer. So in that moment, younger siblings took it as, oh, it's minor as a flu, no big deal. And that's what my mom said, it's just a cold. But for us, the older siblings, we knew exactly what it was. We knew the extent of seriousness and we knew that we might not have our mom soon. So with that, my mom was still the plump woman, happy woman that she is. She smiled in our faces. She taught us how to cook, how to clean, how to garden, how to wash dishes. And the same time, my father decided to go back to his country, a place that he wasn't sure of, but he went back anyway. And I can't tell you the struggle of being that age and not being able to go to school on time. So I went to school in a converted church in Detroit, Star International Academy. I went there for my entire life. And I don't remember kindergarten first, but I remember second grade specifically. In second grade, didn't have the English that I would have loved to have. Didn't understand half the time, didn't understand the teacher, didn't understand the students. And English, of course, being around me, I took it as something very serious. But I didn't get the help. So Wilhelmina Rizzo, I remember her first name and her last name, Wilhelmina Rizzo, my second grade teacher, this tall, pulled woman with hair going down her back with white streaks. Wilhelmina Rizzo sat me down and said that I can never read. So Wilhelmina Rizzo, this person that I'm supposed to look up to, that I'm supposed to call a mentor, a teacher, is telling me that I can't read because I can't speak her language, because I don't understand the sentence I can't read. At a time when information continues to come at us faster and faster, sometimes you need to hit pause and rewind. NPR's Throughline takes you back in time to the source of the news stories filling your feed. Find NPR's Throughline wherever you get your podcasts. I was that young, but I remember I had this drive. I felt like I needed to prove her wrong. So I grabbed everything I could read. Grabbed magazines, grabbed books, read poster boards, the body posters in the doctor's office. And then when it came to people and their conversations, I was the greatest eavesdropper. Yeah. So in eighth grade, took this resonating voice of Wilhelmina Rizzo in the back of my mind, you can't read. Sure. Eighth grade came around and Mr. Abdullah wanted us to write a poem. And of course, the resonating voice in the back of my mind was telling me that I can't do it. So I went up there. And I used words that I can pronounce and I was confident about. And I was the only poem that had free verse. Every other poem rhymed. And Mr. Abdullah had a myriad of questions. Why don't I see this confidence in your writing? Why aren't you writing? And from there, I fell in love with words. That was the first time an educator told me that I can do it. So I graduated from the University of Michigan in Dearborn. (laughs) Um, I got a degree in English, linguistics, and music. And 
I started off, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I didn't know exactly where I wanted to go. Um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. If somebody asked me, what did you want to do? I said, I want to write. Something in writing. Anything to do with writing. And just recently, I became a reading interventionist. A reading interventionist, it sounds like I take students and I sit them in a circle and we talk about our problems. That's not all we do. I teach them how to identify, how to pronounce, how to read. And in the same time, I have kids that have some English, no English. And when I tell you these are the most dedicated kids, the kids that don't have something that the other students have, as simple as English. In my undergrad year, Wilhelmino Rizzo came back into my life again. I was working at a retail store, Express, at Fairlane Mall, and Wilhelmina Rizzo walked in. And I remember her because she's the same pulled pale lady with the long hair, with the white streaks down her back. Yeah. And I told my associate on the headset, I was like, that's my second grade teacher. So I approached her. And of course I said, my name is Ali, let me know if you need any help. She's like, wait, your name is Ali. And she recognized me. She's like, you're my second grade teacher. She gave me a hug, she was excited. And she said, oh, are you studying medicine? Like, no, I'm studying English. At the same time, she said, I have pictures of you. I have pictures of you in the second grade classroom. In that moment, I exhaled and I told her, thank you. Without you, I wouldn't be in the position that I am now. Without you, I wouldn't love words. Without you, I wouldn't be writing. And because of her, I published my first poetry book last year. Now, back to freedom, it was instilled by my mother. And now in our professions, whether it be aviation, it be medicine, be law, and I teach kids how to read. Now, freedom for me is as simple as giving somebody else the reason to keep going and cross that obstacle. I am the epitome of freedom, and my freedom is to teach kids how to read. Thank you. Twisted Storytellers Podcast is a production of WDET in Detroit. Recorded live at the Charles H. Wright Museum of African American History by Rassam Cherry. Sound design and mix by Sam Bobian and Rowan Nemisto. Podcast coordinator Joan Isabella. And special thanks to Michael Perkins. I'm your host, Satori Shakur. And thank you, MGM Grand, for supporting season three of the Twisted Storytellers podcast. See y'all next time. <laughs>